Embrace yourselves, you bunch of bucktooth bumbling bureaucrats, for we have returned. It is the post show. Um, episode 91. Sorry, I wanted to get that out of my system. Um, this podcast is brought to you by the comic book shop on Bank Street at 128 Bank in Ottawa, Ontario. You can check out their website at thecomicbookshop.com or on Instagram at comicbookshopbank. They spell shop, S-H-O-P-P-E. Um, take a look, okay? If you're listening to this, you probably have some interest in uh, some of their wares. They've got a great many anime figurine, a vast selection of manga, some Gundam collectibles, many collectibles, those build kit things, plushies, obviously a shitload of comics, if that's your thing. Like, I think they have a weekly release schedule. They've got, like, magic tournaments. Like, dude, they're just busy. They've got a lot going on, all right? And they support the show, so go support them and uh, tell them that we sent ya. Okay, episode 91, what do we talk? We get busy. This is, we got some, this is a voluminous episode. We start off heavy. Jujutsu Kaisen season two, episode five, premature death. We talk about it. And then there's a little break before we get back to season uh, two. Go figure. But we cover all that. We uh, do the news, some ZOM 100 news, some strike news, some unionization news, some Pokemon stuff. It's fun stuff, man. Mushuko Tensei, Season 2, Episode 5, The Erectile Dysfunction Arc Continues. Am I kidding? Am I not? You'll know if you've seen Mushuko Tensei. The Bear, Season 2. My god, I'm not done with it yet, but um, we do talk about Season 2, Episode 6 and 7 and 5. 5 through 7, because the... The cameos this show is getting, they're not even cameos, the guest stars this show is getting is just absurd. What a level they are setting. And then we do some bonus content that wasn't on the schedule, but we end up talking about Bashi the Rock, My Happy Marriage, and my first impressions of Tears of the Kingdom, the uh, successor to Breath of the Wild on Switch. God, what a great job I've done in this intro. Okay, I have nothing more to add. Roll the music. Hey there, Grant. Hey, Dave. Are you ready to talk some anime meow? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. See what I did there? <laughs> it's foreshadowing. Maybe. Foreshadowing, okay. <laughs> you didn't catch the meows? Uh, n- thinking back on it now, I'm catching it, but uh, yeah. I'm working with less than a full deck right now, so That's true. Okay. I'm quite tired. Fair so. enough. And, and um, ill. It, early, early stages of illness, I believe. So yeah. Well, it's. I'm sure it's nothing serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but if I'm here solo that. next week, now people know why. Yeah. If um, I uh, if a cold lasts more than a week, we have bigger problems now. I think point. it's just a man cold coming down. There. Well, everything after thirty, you know. Yeah, dude. It just hits <laughs> you that much yeah. You <laughs> bend over. <laughs> You're sore the next day. Okay. Um, Buddy, we got a we got a few things to talk about. It's like yeah. a slow week, but also not because I feel like that what we're gonna get into today is gonna be it's gonna have depth. Word, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. let's start yeah. start off with the heavy hitter here. Jujutsu Kaisen season two episode five. This is the end. This is yeah, the end core of one the over yeah. core one over. W- weird that it's like core one, core two. Because it's like a three-week break, and like core two, and like is... a five-episode core run, and more like an arc end. I guess yeah, core would be like a, like a split season kind of thing. But uh, yeah, even then, regardless, it's uh, yeah. We are so now 
on to the first the next stage. Yeah, so we're doing season two, episode five. This is the is it the premature death episode? Is that what they call it? Premature death, yeah. Yeah, so spoilers uh, spoiler warning for that, and uh, yeah, if you're unaware and you've been you've been following Jiu-Jitsu uh, Kaizen this season, then we're taking like a two or three week break. I think, Grant, you said it comes back... August 31st. August 31st, so yeah. We'll obviously cover that when it's back, but um, okay, this is the end of the arc, the end of the prequel to the prequel, and now we finally get back to the uh, present for the Shibuya arc, which I'm really looking forward to, but how did you feel about how they topped this one off, how they closed the show? You know, we had, I think you and I were starting to feel a little, uh, a little bit of reservation of like, if, you know, if five episodes to kind of tell Ghetto's story and, and by the end of four, we're like, they've like, they've gone it to the goal line, but it's not there yet. They had a lot left to do. They had a lot left to do. And I think, I think it's like an eight out of 10, not the episode as a whole, sorry, but like kind of them justifying Ghetto's future actions and like kind yeah. of his... You know, like it's almost—it's like almost there. Like it's good, it's great, it, it's, but it's like there's just—I feel like there's there's more I wanted. You know, sure. Um, so I do feel not again not let down, but it's just like I get it, but like damn, like I feel like the impact wasn't as slamming as it could have been. Yeah, you know, I think I'm with you. It's funny. I think we oddly agree here. Like I, for me, and I think for most people, and like if you ask me point blank, like does it work? Yeah. You know what I mean? Is mm-hmm. Ghetto's heel turn, villain turn, does it work? I think, yeah, it does. Mm. Could it be done a little bit better? Like, maybe, probably. And I'm wondering if you have the same, like, there's a moment, <laughs> there's a specific moment in the episode that's like a total, like, animeism and, like, something I watching, I was like, oh my god, like, Dave probably, like, hates this. And, like, and it's usually stuff that I look over a little more easily, but in the moment, I was craving his story so much. He's, there's has not been an anime character in such a long time for me where I'm like, I want to know the details and I want them to like really lay it out. Yeah. And they kind of ruined it with the introduction of this introduction of this other uh, special uh, grade sorcerer. The, the, yeah, the, the, I, I'm liking on her The name. blonde lady who, yeah. clearly, by the way, is the woman who inspires Toto. Yes. In her near Clear. future. Right? <laughs> yeah. So it's just one of those things. Is like if she had just like not been there, like it's just like she just showed up coincidentally. Yeah. She found him in that massive campus. Like was she seeking him out? Like is there ulterior motives? Like yeah. it's very. It was very like kind of. It was kind of like what the fuck, you know? It's like really like is it, it just again? I, I asked Leanne. I was like, and she, you know, she was, you know, she's read the manga. I was like, is this kind of thing that's a little more in depth? And she's like. You know, she didn't want to reel too much in the moment because it was like bothering me in the moment. I was like, oh, hey, well, what's see. going on here? You know, and she's like, well, let's watch the episode. You know, <laughs> it's like, well, what is right. going on? But she honestly don't, she doesn't remember the scene as in depth as like, you know, in, yeah. in her memory. But um, it, it all just felt a little too convenient. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like, that's stuff I normally can kind of gloss that over. But I wanted this so bad, you know, so it kind of, it kind of ruined it a little bit for me. Yeah. So, yeah. I- I think I can see what they were trying to do here. I will sure. say, like, disclaimer, like, I think I, Sam and I watched this, and I've seen it, like, a lot since, just circling on, like, the React circuit that I'm on, but, um, yeah. so I've picked up a lot, but I did rewind that scene. There's a lot of just, generally speaking, really dialogue-heavy scenes yes. in this episode. This is, like, mm-hmm. by far their most, like, reveal mm-hmm. and, like, information jam-packed episode they've done in a while there's a lot of easy there are a lot of details that are easy to miss that will that will mention but um so yeah i 
I agree with you in the criticism that it is absolutely convenient. Mm. It is absolutely convenient. And, and I think, like, I liked part of that interaction, right? I yeah. like the idea of Ghetto being clearly depressed, clearly disturbed and upset and struggling, like having an idealistic crisis and mm. then having a conversation that sways him or at least opens his eyes up to something. Mm. I think they, they did that well. I, I think yes. I think they did hit it a little too hard on the nose, though. Like yeah, they him did. Just, yeah, him just like in the moment, immediately grabbing and running with it. Is yeah. like in like in the moment to moment second. It's like it's a little fast for your philosophy Ex- to change so drastically. Exactly. But, like what yeah. if, imagine this. What if he had that conversation, he didn't connect the dots, and you just re-edit the show a little bit? Like, I thought about this. What if you he still has the same ending? You still kind of play the same exa- emotion. Put him, in yeah. the sh- put him in the shower with the inner monologue mm-hmm. after the convo. And it, you know what I mean? It makes a little bit more sense, I mm. think. And then, yeah, you can still have the same ending. You can still have this breaking point. But yeah, like, it felt a little bit quick. I, and, I, we know, and we know the show's not afraid to, like, they have some anime-only stuff. You know, we had that opening, you know, the opening of the season, you know, that's all, that wasn't in the manga. It's not source material thing. It's just them taking characters and kind of working yeah. with that. That, again, like what you had just mentioned, like that editing thing, that, that definitely could have maybe fixed the, the pacing of it. But, you know, it's, again, if, if they're trying to stay as strict to the source material for a scene like that, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah. It, it reminds me... You know, it's not nearly like as long running, but I know I've asked you this and we've talked mm. about this on the podcast before is like where we are with Attack on Titan. Like, sure. does Aaron's motivation at least make sense? Right. Like mm-hmm. the question isn't, do you support genocide? The question is, do you see how he got there? Right. Yes. And same question for Ghetto. Do you see how he got there? I think I do. A hundred percent. Right. Like I said, it's not... It's not for a lack of, like, the substance that took place in the episode. Because mm-hmm. that is... Again, I, I see the big picture. Um, could it have been a little grander? Yes. But it's not like... It's not a, like a... You know, they just, like, dropped the ball. And, like, you know, the message was, you know, very underbaked or anything. It's, mm-hmm. it's nothing of that. It's, you know, it's just... Just want a little more, you know? And, like, again, it's hard to, you know, to to demand more of that yeah. stuff in a 23-episode episode. You know, especially, like, the end of an arc. But, again those criticisms aside and again minor it's as nitpicky as i'll get with this episode the grand picture of it was amazing you know like yeah. the the death of the friendship and or you know it's interesting like it's hard to say their friendship truly died because we know moments to come you know like kind of their yeah. interaction in zero and again you know get or you know gojo and ghetto kind of haven't re you know reconnected in uh, an antagonistic way yet in 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 the main timeline but um yeah just the animation on this episode was animation to be seen is stellar there are like a couple nitpicks that we'll mention you've already mentioned this but like i i do want to take a second and briefly talk about the direction it was pretty outstanding for the most part Mm. too the um bringing the applause back for Mm. creative effect in the shower and then when the rain came that was like just so well executed it felt like i was watching chainsaw man yeah, man, that was. Yeah, like, I know it's not the same director, but like it just yeah. it feels like a. It was like a map of touch. They also yeah. they bring back the monologue from the beginning of the season. They have him. There's a there's a scene where um, he's killing a curse in a alleyway. Oh, yes, and yes. the monologue is exercise exercise absorb repeat. Mm-hmm. No one ever tells you what 
absorbing a curse spirit tastes like and then mm. gets into expletives. But he does the same exact thing, right? Mm-hmm. And he reminds us that he's been going through this. And I think this was like the big thing for me is when their comrade Baihara dies. Haibara, yeah. Haibara, fuck. Yeah. Um, when he dies, and there is like an oddly weak CGI hallway shot. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> not sure where they got the golden eye footage for that one. That was weird, <laughs> but that that was like legit. Like didn't fit in the episode. I know um, that was weird. But him dying and seeing Nanami there and Ghetto like kind of being exhausted. Yeah, and it's all on top of this conversation that he had with this woman. You kind of realize like there, so there isn't any end. Like this yeah. is where this monologue is coming from. Mm-hmm. He will be in this loop forever. He's not the strongest anymore. He's just one of a couple and yeah like he'll probably just watch more comrades die mm-hmm. and it's all because of cursed energy and that doesn't run out as long as humans are alive yeah. and like you kind of you know what i mean you see the pieces forming you see 100%. I, I thought that that stuff was really really well done and so was his snap when he kills people <laughs> i was... watched that a lot that's the highlight of the episode. And it's so funny because the one clip making the rounds uh, right now is Kojo, you know, just doing absolute, you know, ballerina work with the pencil. Um, yeah. It's all that's being shared. But, like, the true, the true, the transition of, like, him, like, the aha moment of, like, where he, you know, everyone behind him is yelling. He's looking at the cage. There's that beautiful shot of him just, like, continuously looking into the cage. He's, like, yeah. looking into us. And then the moment of, like, the comma was like, hey, like, let's take this outside. Yeah. And Leanna did tell me, too. She's like, that is different uh, than the manga because, oh, really? like, you see him rip rip and roar in the manga. You know... So that was a very artistic choice for them to that is know, artistic. use the imagine. Yeah. So, like, it's... Yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. But, because um, they kept the audio of people being murdered and just yes. flashes. Like, mm-hmm. it reminds me of this thing that the writer of um, Nightcrawler said. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, there's this great podcast called The Q&A where they interview screenwriters. And um, I'll check that out. Oh, dude, you would love it. It's with Jeff something or other. But anyway, the point is, there's this scene. God, I've definitely t- told this story before. But there's a scene in Nightcrawler where Jake Gyllenhaal is kind of blackmailing a lady that he's sleeping with slash working with. In the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, after, so it's after that. They already have a romantic relationship at this point. And then they're arguing over the price of a piece of footage. And there's this line, and it's dark. But they're arguing about um, the price of a piece of footage, and, like, their romantic relationship kind of, like, slips into the argument. Mm. And he basically says, like, when I say that... (laughs) I'm going to do it. When I say my last price is my last price, I want you to believe me. I want you to know blah, blah, blah. I've considered... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to do this. I want you to treat me with respect. And then he goes, and I want you to do the things I ask you to do when we're alone together in your apartment. And it's like, ugh. But yeah. the point is that they workshopped that line, they said, for over a week. And they had mm-hmm. laid out what's like the darkest stuff. Like, what do you mm-hmm. think is happening behind that door? Because he's scary, right? He's a sociopath. Sure. But the point mm-hmm. is like the imagination is worse right you could say Mm. something and like you'll paint a picture in the audience's head but like the unknown of something bad happening Mm. the idea is worse like it's more frightening it's more daunting and i think like in this scene i was like oh he's fucking killing everybody they they set the stage so 
so beautifully. It was like very much like maybe this is a stretch, but like it kind of felt like a theater screen. Like it's a very closed in square room. Mm-hmm. You see the four corners. You see it from our perspective, looking at you know uh, Ghetto and the the adults, and then you see it from the two who are like his two sidekicks. Yeah, like, I know. Like, in the movie, at the end of the episode, it clicked into like oh, like those are those are the people he rolls with. Um, but it's, again, it's a very like squared off space, and like again, that unknown is perfect. Like they could have you know potentially. They could have flubbed it, having the scene of like him throwing down and murdering everyone, and then you know have the potential complaints of like, oh, the animation could have been better in that scene, or yeah. like this and that. But like they had such a good setup that again, like you said, the unknown and the you know the viewer's imagination can just fill it in for you, right? Like it's yeah. it's uh, very again the highlight of the episode, beautiful, beautiful shot. Little little things that end up making it um, in the present, obviously, like you mentioned, the 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 kids are his sidekicks in the movie. Gojo, just a fun nod at the beginning, the pencil workshop you mentioned. Yeah, he was saying the only thing really left are domain expansion and teleportation mm. over long distances. <laughs> and he and we know he can do both now. Like yeah. he really is just like final form status. Um. Oh God, there's another. There's another thing, dude. Right before his um. Before he snaps, after the conversation that he has with that lady. I she says, oh by the way, don't worry about the plasma star vessel. Like we got another one. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? So, li- it was literally all for nothing. Yeah. Like they lost. They watched a girl die. Altered stakes. That can't. Know, that heightened, can, artificial yeah. heightened stakes. Yeah. And of course, no one told him that, right? Like no? in reality, Tengen or whoever, someone somewhere knew there was probably more than one, or that it, they'd be okay. They would figure it out. You know what I mean? It's like, I always fuck me. Like, he's just taken L after L. Like, thinking back, the looseness of how Gojo and Ghetto kind of handled her mm-hmm. in that whole situation was very aloof and, like, like kind of time-sensitive, but not. Mm-hmm. You know? And just, like, again, like, it could be the cockiness of the two characters and, you know, being, like, these, you know, special grade sorcerers and whatnot. Yeah. But, again, it's just, like, it was, like, again, you know, there's this artificial stakes of, like, yeah, like, it's a big deal, but, like, is it? You know? And, like... go to this moment of like oh yeah like it doesn't matter you know like everyone's just a pawn to like the bigger picture and you yeah. know they're there's you know this ongoing forever war it's uh i don't know really really good stuff like you know it's it's hard to say because season one has such a different tone and we're only five episodes in but i'm i'm now so excited for how they're going to take like the show that we know with this new artistic direction mm-hmm. and if they they meld well or they just kind of kind of roll back into like Hey, the gang's here. Like, it's time for, you know, full-on goofs and all that. Like, we know they touch with that, because, like, the whole vacation episode before, you know, she dies and whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Um, good shit, man. Last nitpick. Um, they foreshad- They heavily foreshadowed um, the Gojo Ghetto confrontation in the crowded mm-hmm. street. I think it mostly worked for me, but I will say I did not like it on my first viewing. Like, they like went... a light and dark thing? No, like... Like... The music choice, I think, and the oh, edit. Yeah. It very was like loud. Very loud, oddly upbeat. Um, cut, lots of cuts with the passing cars. Like, I kind of got that. But it made me feel like... Like, they even do this weird shot from across the street of them mm. looking at each other. And it's like, it's cartoony. Like, you know when anime... Fullmetal Alchemist does this all the time. So does Jujutsu Kaisen. Like, you know the comedy version of the character? Like, they draw you bubbly looking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they did that in the middle of that scene. I was like, wait, what? This is supposed to be, like, the, this dramatic break 
between it felt like a rom-com breakup yeah and i was like yeah i it's just an unorthodox choice it has grown on me because i think the dialogue works mm-hmm. but um i feel like you could have done that differently it's it's weird because I really like how they teed it up of, you know, ghetto approaches. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking on the doctor's name right Shoko. now. Shoko. Shoko. And, you know, just like, I love her nonchalant way, you know, she's like, got her mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, like, immediately starts texting and calling and all that. And she's like, you know, like, why'd you do it? And he's like, eh, you know, I did. Like, it's true. It, it just, it, again, we didn't really see their relationship in any way or their friendship. And it was kind of fun to see like a little window of like, you know, he's not trying to be cool, but he's just kind of like, you know yeah like i did it you know it was the thing i yeah. chose to do it was it was just very and then it cuts to you know gojo shows up so quickly obviously and yeah but uh yeah it was very weird there's a couple really i think i think we said we might have sent one to the group chat but a couple really funny memes of people sitting in kfc watching gojo and ghetto break up on the street and just watching from like the restaurant windows and oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does are pretty great yeah it is. but uh yeah i don't know it's um i think great way cap this off i'm i am after this episode all i can think about was watching zero i was like i need to i need to do that yeah i know eh? i'm really really i wonder if they'll fill in the gaps it's like i want them to but i also don't because we have filled in so many gaps by going Mm. backward but i i do wonder if we'll find out like the details of how does he link up with these cursed spirits in the present timeline how does he meet them make contact how did he survive gojo at the end of zero all that I feel like the good. I think that we might will probably get an answer to, um, if we get a reveal of him. I think it's obvious we are. Yeah, we are. You know, it's. I think that's like a you know fair bet. But I I I don't think I need to know. I don't feel like I I have the uh, the hunger to find out why he linked up with the curses. You know. Yeah, they may not need to show that. Because you know we know who he is. We know his bag. We know he collects them. Like you can kind of like wrap it up to like you know. He probably has more control over them than they realize. It is you know, peculiar, maybe his though. presence alone. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I will say it is odd, because they are... They seem to be sentient. Yes. That is the weird part. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. News. Want to do news? Yeah, let's do it. I'll start us off here. ZOM 100. A little bit of news. You were saying, like, uh, last week, episode 4 was delayed one day. Mm-hmm. And then this week, episode five is delayed an entire week. But you said it's like not production related. It's not. Yeah. So the episode four delay, the one day delay was 100% uh, production issues. Uh, mm. This was a already scheduled TV broadcast in Japan. So oh, okay. it, it completely, for whatever reason, I think because the simulcast can't go up until the live one airs. So right. I, think that, I think that's just what the issue was. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. But, uh, um, a couple days. Fair enough. ZOM 100, the movie is literally already out. I was going to cue that up Friday night, but I'm like, this is probably going to ruin some cool moments in the show. Yeah, dude, that's this is so weird to me. And it's yeah. like super, like they have they have anime scenes in the movie. It's very interesting that like the timing, like they didn't do this after the first season. I, again, if it was me and, you know, if I was, uh, you know, is it, what, Ted Sarandos to see the Netflix guy? Yeah. <laughs> like if it was me, this would be dropping the night of the finale. Yeah, know? I don't get it, man. Like. But, just who knows yeah who knows like i know there's a lot that goes into uh release schedules and all that but it is kind of peculiar mm-hmm. um so gal gadot is going to be doing another wonder movie movie uh do you see that apparently they're going to do a little reset potentially in in the james gunn dcu yeah, yeah. so it's just confusing man like are they going to keep aquaman are they going to keep uh jason momoa too and like and Does, her 
isn't it just like again, is it be like we're always talking about it but like poor henry cavill yo <laughs> seriously on, it's on. very confusing um yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know man um I, I don't know the flash is like i just superhero movies it feels like after barbenheimer i'm i'm curious to just see how this goes like mm. we were talking about um last week the watch did a really great episode on like what yes. has gone wrong in the mcu mm-hmm. and um you know disney brought in bob Iger back and you know the strikes and then dc's trying to do this whole reset and i just don't know if i feel the appetite not like i mean we've been checked out for a while but like sure. at yeah. large yeah. like this barbenheimer effect just feels like it's really reinvigorated people to go back to the movies um and you know recency bias and all that so we'll have to see but at the moment for either studio trying to mass produce superhero ip it uh, doesn't feel like things are bright and sunny right now no no and like i said i'm i'm checked out in you know what i say that i am looking forward to deadpool 3 a lot of the, you know, the back end, you know, like the... That is one I probably won't miss. And I've missed virtually everything post-Endgame. Yeah, I well, I think... Did we talk about last week I watched... I had watched Secret Invasion. You did not watch it all, did you? I watched all... It's only six episodes. Oh, but, you did, uh, you did, you did. Yeah, week to week. That was, like, again, like a... Not a Steven Pilot dog shit, but, like, you know... Tough. Pretty, pretty close. <laughs> like, that was a tough hang. And, like, the fan base is just going bananas over um, the retconning. The whole the whole thing is to do with... Um, uh, why am I blanking on his name? The Skrulls. Colonel Rhodes. Oh, no, oh not okay. the Skrulls. Um, why am I blanking on the actor's name? Colonel... Oh, um, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Again, like, where he fits into the timeline and, and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, like, you guys clearly didn't do, like, your own Marvel, you know... Re- like no one read your notes or no one at the studio read the notes and all that so Jeez. Pretty, yeah it's it's pretty messy but it's uh, funny because I mean, yeah. they created that problem like yeah 100 percent. sorry what were you gonna say no it's just you know it's like it's it, I, it's like show after show after show like i think you know um not too long ago i was listening back to some of our older episodes just you know going over audio stuff and, and you know, that kind of thing and we were talking about wandavision yeah. And you and I were kind of like, this is like kind of exciting. This is like kind of fun. Like, what, look what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, it was like absolute clouds. Like looking at it now, it's like, yeah, how they've fallen in two years is just kind of jaw dropping. Yeah, it's true. But I, I remember the big critique for WandaVision at the end was like, did we have to have the sky fight, like the CGI sky fight? Because there are moments of brilliance in that show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, spoiler: they still can't give up the gun on that one. Like they what just do you mean? cannot. Well, it's the secret invasion. It just it comes down to another like, you know, poorly VFXed, you know, superhero fight that like has no business kind of like, like you know, remotely kind of has some you know necessary presence in in the scene. But like, it's, it was like, what is this? Like, what are we doing? It's like I felt like you. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, this is huh. crazy. Two hundred twelve million dollars, and this is what we get. You know, that's what it cost like, them. The whole season, yeah, two hundred twelve. Yeah, I think we talked about that last week. Like, you know, Oppenheimer was like 100 or 150 yeah. with marketing and all that. Like, it's yeah. Well, actually, this this does roll well into our next topic, which mm-hmm. uh, VFX workers at uh, over at Marvel are voting to unionize. You shared this piece of news, so I didn't read all of it. Do you know more than that? Yeah, so they're it's a pretty aggressive. Like, they're looking to take the vote on August 21st. Like, yeah. they are there's because it's like I think it's 54 workers at okay. the Marvel VFX Studio House. 
Um, and it's all like everyone is, has a card prepared and ready to sign. God, that's uh, 54 people. Yeah. Like, is that the entire, I believe so department um, of VFX? That's not I a lot of people for the amount of shit they have to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, more than 50 employees, um, through their, I don't know the name, but the, there's, there's a really interesting vulture article. Mm. Um, Sorry, yeah, there's a 52-member on-set and post-production crew mm. that are attached to, like, Marvel. And mm. they have all, like, they're ready to go. But it's it breaks down, like, all the stuff of, like, what they're doing and, like, how many shots or... Um, uh, they compared it to other shows that, like, recorded, you know, like, this an example was, like, Stranger Things. Like, they're, you know, post-recording, there's 4,400 visual effect shots that they need to clean up and add and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, like, kind of more or less given a time frame and whatnot. And kind of just goes to show, like, how much work these guys are being slammed to do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so for them to be shooting for a vote, like, within a two-week period is very aggressive. And shows, like, again, it's very advantageous to the strikes. You know, the studios yeah. cannot make mo- crazy moves right now because all eyes are on them. Yep. So it's good for them. And, again... Strike you know, while I mean, the iron is hot, right? 100%. I'm pro-union and, you know, workers' rights and all that. And the the, you know, some of the biggest problems with marvel over the past three four years is it the continued continued and it's hard to say lazy vfx work but these people are like straight up you know they're overworked like no the quality is is absolutely suffering likely because of the schedule right similar to what we see in anime Mm -hmm. like there was um i think it was on again this is like you know second hand it was on big picture but they were talking about there was like official and like verified reports that people were like ant-man was coming out the next week yeah and people were like drop everything it's it's fine you're working on this now and like it's it was, like, um... like lo- <laughs> um i can't remember if it was uh uh shoot what would have been a, big uh, after ant-man oh um, avatar no avatar guardians guardians yeah, guardians they, guardians they guardians. drop everything to do some more stuff on guardians. who did who did avatar uh it's, that probably, it's probably ilm though well, that's James. That's like James Cameron's backyard. Yeah, yeah. He he was probably involved by his crews. All the people who work for him. Yeah, it must have been Guardians or something. I don't know if it was Guardians. It but was something. Anyway, like, anyway, anyway, sorry. Like, can you imagine like a week out? It's like like we're not done. Like, who cares? You know, that, that just goes to show like how like overworked and like again they don't want to expand. They don't want to hire more people. They're cutting the corners where they shouldn't. Like, just make a good thing. You know, that's all we kind of like really want. But yeah, yeah. So it's. Uh, Let's go. Again, hopefully the vote goes good on the 21st. I'll be watching that one closely for sure. Yeah, that one and the strikes. Very interesting time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we can wrap up on this. This is more news from you. Uh, Wit Studio animating a four-episode special for Pokemon. So this will be the second one they've done. Uh, they, they did four... I watched the uh, the last one they did. It's four episodes. It's all on, I'm pretty sure it's all on YouTube or on the Pokemon. Uh, it was like Pokemon TV. You can go on the mm. website and whatnot. Um Again, Pokemon is always like pretty good. Even of course. like o- OLM, like the TV show, um, has always looked pretty good. You know, has like you know significant moments of Sakuga and stuff like yeah. that. Like you know, like it really blows it away. But they partnered up with various studios uh, over the years to do like little stuff like this, like these you know little four episode runs. And again, <laughs> there was a trailer because there's a Pokemon Presents today. Mm. That's where this news came out of, and they showed like a little clip of like you know these four episodes or whatever, and like which is. You know, when they have the time and the effort, and they want to do something like baller, like you know, it's not always like wishing the like, or vampire in the garden there. Like yeah, you know, they can just. They oh, can I forgot just, about that. I know, <laughs> throwback. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The, I'll definitely be watching this one. Tight. Uh, yeah, I love a. Really 
little mini arc like that. I'll, I'll definitely watch it. Is the first episode, the first special, was it good? Uh, yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah. 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 Like just, it has like the wit flourishes and, you know, just the, it's, it's minimal storytelling. It's not like, you know, it's more visual. Sure. It's not full, like, you know, it's voice casted, obviously, you know, you hear the Pokemon and whatnot, but it's more like, you know, let's tell a visual story in this setting. It's, it's very, very cool. I'm down with that. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of visual storytelling, mm. Moshiko Tensei, season yeah, two, yeah. episode five. Yeah. I'm just gonna say I called it, dude. Which part? It's gonna be Van Wilder. <laughs> what? It's gonna be Van Wilder. Who's Van? What are you talking about? Just the whole college theme, you know. Oh. He's away at school and all. It's just gonna be, you know, like sex and partying. Uh, and I don't right. know what Van gonna... Wilder is. The Ryan Reynolds movie, National Lampoon's Van no. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't seen that. Wow, dude. Is it a good one? Uh, they have not aged well, but at the time, <laughs> <laughs> we were 50 or 16, that's everyone was watching. I mean, but, yeah. yeah, nothing has aged well, but, sure. um, okay, yeah, I think, um, I am missing that I got to binge season one. This might be a mm-hmm. better binge, because you kind of want to, like, race through some of the cringe shit. Sure. To get to, like, the good moments, or I think, like, when you digest it all at once, mm. you're like, oh, yeah, there's, like, cringe stuff, but, like totally worth it for the when you can weigh you know? everything at the exact same time yeah you, know, you quickly get through that first season you can you know like left hand right hand i'm like okay like what yeah you know how does this balance out but when uh, you get three episodes on erectile dysfunction <laughs> in a row dude in a row and i wish i was kidding and like a no, like a a panty raid like what are we doing yeah. here i was and this character, Elena Louise, whatever her name, like, this is absurd. This is absurd. It's absurd. The animation's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there you know what I mean? A, it's so funny, like, you know, the the standout moment to the episode. It's such a small thing, which I, I love that this show can do, mm. is it can take the time in little moments. But he's uh, he's at lunch with the the dude from season one that he he's, like, when they're in the demon continent, he was the guy that rescued him. Uh, the guy that, like, is obsessed with the Roxy models. Oh, yeah, his, made. quote, pupil. His pupil, yeah. And uh, there's a moment where um, Rudius is like, oh, you know, he calls him your highness. He goes, no, 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 like, you know, don't call me your highness and, you know, call me whatever. And so Rudius does. He calls him by his name. They just have this moment, like, a little smile and, like, laughter together. And I'm like, yeah. that's kind of like a nice, like, little friendship moment. I'm like, yeah. it's, 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 you know, and it's, like, kind of, like, not, it's not center stage. It's off to the left because they're introducing the other like the princess's guard is like moving their way towards yeah. radius they're to the towards the table and i'm like that's like really like really technically like really well done like you know like you know there's movement off-screen movement in and they have like this little subtle thing i don't know it just it's so weird that that stuck out it's, i've been thinking about it a lot of like it's good visual storytelling and like a little friendship in the making it was uh yeah, yeah. i don't know no it's a sweet ten i know what yeah. moment you're talking about i liked yeah. it um it's just hard to focus sometimes with the show it's 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 a oh, weird one yeah, i i will say like um i am interested in the silphy storyline i'm Ugh, curious yeah. it is a little frustrating that she hasn't been like hey yo it's me like now that we're alone like i kind of figured like okay fine they're gonna drag it out but surely yeah they'll get around to it and like nope for no reason we are dragging it out other than to elongate like kind of an already pointless piece mm. of the arc but whatever whatever and that's another thing that would be better with a binge, right? Like, ah, fuck mm-hmm. it, we'll find out ten minutes into the next episode, or at least you hope so. <laughs> yeah, we're like, gonna get resolution today, you know, at some point. I'm gonna, yeah, exactly. 
But I don't know. The, the heiress the tease was very unexpected and interesting to hear. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see that coming. I felt surprised. I felt like he probably did. Yeah. You know yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anything more to say on Mushiko? Not really. It was weird having an OP. Um, yeah. That threw me off. Because they ended, I think it was last week's episode, with that song. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe that's like, you know, like the new ending theme or whatever. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit. They went with... An OP, which again they haven't done yet, but uh, we better song. not get the same I, one next week. What same I'm, OP? I I think it's going to be. I think they're. But let's think they still kind of kept. They still kind of kept like the uh, like the the musical cue with a kind of like the you know the comings and goings of like in the moment to moment stuff in the background. Like, but mm-hmm. then it, it morphed into the OP. So I think they're not fully going away with that. What they've been doing the first season, which I loved. I thought that was such a really creative way to agreed have an op but uh in yeah, general yeah. it just feels like lately we've watched a lot of anime that has like had some cool innovation around ops flashcard mm. title cards rather um mid-credit scenes like yeah like it's a cool area god remember 86 god. yeah like 86 is oh, what i think of man, dude. <laughs> 86 is what i think of every time yeah so I li- uh, even uh, Mushiko, like i like that they show it at the end yes yeah, yeah. i like that too i don't know um okay the bear did i talk about the bear last week too i think you had watched the first two episodes uh yeah okay so okay we like i predictably like we are blazing through it mm-hmm. we watched the one hour special the night or Fishes. two ago and so now we're on season two episode like we just watched the one after that so we're on episode seven we're next is episode eight probably tonight um mm. i'm not gonna like rant and rave about it because sure. sh- i'm sure i'll like want to give like, I mean, I'm not going to go too long because I'm going to want to give, like, a little review and we can both talk about season two in its totality once sure. I'm done, which I'm sure will probably be next week at this rate. Um, but I will say two things. I don't know how you didn't spoil the Will Poulter, Will Poultry <laughs> surprise. I was I, I actually, I actually almost let it slip when we were with you guys last weekend. And... Uh... Yeah, <laughs> he like literally pitched me. I'm like, no, like let him figure it out. I was like, okay. I think I paused and I looked at Sam, and she was smiling. And I was like, did you know? <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, I knew. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. We had too. She's like, yeah, I got spoiled. Like every single um, guest actor this season. She's like, yeah, I know them all. I'm like, what? Like Dude. I knew, I knew about one. Dude, I um, didn't know about any. So seasons or episode six was like, what is happening? Awesome. Un- and I just watched episode seven. Olivia fucking Coleman shows up. Yeah, dude, did not expect that. Like, like probably the two best episodes of live action TV I've watched this year. Uh, uh, oh, actually, here, yeah, it's pretty up there. I really enjoyed the, uh, yeah. the Christmas episode and the, the Forks episode. Uh, yeah, six is the Christmas episode is one of the best things I've seen in a long time. That was like, a hard watch for me. <laughs> that was yeah, a really hard watch. They were yeah, a little too real. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, they're. Yeah, we could we could talk about that, but like, there's just a lot of pieces about that that I think st- most people are gonna watch that episode of the Christmas episode and at least relate to something, right? Sure. The good, the bad. There's mostly bad, a little bit of good, but like, yeah, I could feel myself being like, Jesus, it's a human episode, you know. And it was funny because that, that was the one I was telling you about that we had finished the episode. And I was just sitting there, and Leanna's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Uh huh." I, I was like, "I think." I think we should just 
take a break from TV tonight. Yeah. Like, you know, I was like, let's, I was like, let's ruminate on that a little bit. You know, like let's, let's go upstairs and read maybe, you know, yeah. like it was, it was so much. It was one of the longest, like, again, it was like an hour long, but it was so jam packed in the way everything about it was just such a smart piece of tv you know like yeah. they captured the you know the chaos of the holidays and yeah. the combination of mental illness and you know like the stress of the holidays and like the gifts and the meals and the, the ah, it was just you know like it, it was real it was probably one of the realest things i've seen very 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 well done. yeah man i mean just to name a few off I don't have I don't have a list in front of me, but you know, obviously Jeremy Allen White and then John Barenthal mm-hmm. they get for the whole episode. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, oh, Bob Odenkirk, John, John Mulaney. Mulaney. Did you enjoy that? <laughs> John Mulaney with Sarah Paulson, and most yeah. mostly John Mulaney like mostly playing himself, and like yeah, I was gonna say like you you know him pretty well. So that's, uh, I was Dude. wondering what your take on, on his performance was. Cause I've never seen him do a thing like this. Yo, so I thought, I, like, damn, he was great. Like, I, I thought he murdered. I like, I thought I would like sometimes you, um, like, you know, Andrew Santino. Yeah. yeah. He's in, uh, that Dave show with little Dickie. He's in that beef show. And like, anytime I see him on screen and I admittedly, I don't watch either of those, <laughs> but anytime I see him in something, I'm like, Oh, it's a comedian. I like, like. Let's watch how he acts, right? I watched mm. Bill Burr, and Bill Burr's been in a lot of movies, Star Wars. I'm like, can he act? And I'm like, I'm hyper fixated on it. I'm like really mm. evaluating his performance because like it's weird seeing someone in that context. Like something about Mulaney, I think probably because he played something so close to how he behaves. Sure. It really helped him. That was like a really, really good choice for them to write him that way and for him mm. to like take that approach because it just felt like he was himself. Like, there, sure. I didn't see him trying, you know what I mean? Okay. I don't know. I thought it was, like, I thought it was fucking brilliant. Yeah, I um, loved it. it was... Jamie Lee Curtis, you gotta, like, really give it up for her, because she had to the take... The queen. The absolute queen. Had yeah. to give... <laughs> she had to take big swings this whole episode, playing the manic mom, yeah. the alcoholic. Like, that's just, that's a tough role. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, she really went for it. The the Bob Odenkirk Barenthal scene at the end. Oh, my really... God. Like... I love fuck you up <laughs> just hear bob Lundkirk like yeah. get aggressive you know you're nothing just, you're yeah. nothing the the vitriol like yeah. i think that's one thing that everyone can maybe relate unfortunately relate to a little bit with family is that it if it gets ugly it mm. gets really ugly you know what i mean like you never want to take the turn mm. you don't you don't want to go full in on the argument because like you know what I mean? There's going to be bloodshed. It's different mm. from having an argument with your friend. Oh, and also the Jillian Jacobs. Yes. I, like they, so the, I think they recast Richie's ex-wife. Had or, we seen her know, on or, screen before? I, there was like, I think there was, there might, I'm pretty sure in season one, there was like a, a child mm. handoff at one point. And it, it wasn't Jillian Jacobs. Like I know like that's, she's new casting for this, but yeah. their performance when she's up in the bedroom and you're know, just trying to, you know, get yeah. away from everything, you know, being pregnant and, 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 Again, it's such a good handoff scene to the following episode, the Forks episode, to see like the side of Richie where he's not like being an absolute psychopath and trying to hold the mic and ever. It's just, again, it, oh, damn dude. This and this is what I was again. You haven't finished, but I think we can still kind of have the conversation of like what I how I kind of pitch season two to you guys. It's the same show, but they're they are not trying to replicate season one. Like yeah, it's, they... it's not it's not about the food. It's not about the restaurant. It's not about the struggles of the restaurant. It's a 
it's a character like truly a character piece you know like the focus is 100 on them oh my. and the restaurant's just theming that's all it is you know the the marcus goes to copenhagen episode uh, episode <sighs> that felt like an episode of atlanta the yeah the, there's yeah. a scene where we both got i was you know i still haven't uh cried in a decade my therapist says i should really do that but um like we almost got a little teary mm. where there there's like again like it's and I remember, like, people, I've heard people talk about this scene, and no one's like, oh, why was that upsetting? And it's like, your brain, like, you know, but it has so much emotion in it that, like, mm. it's just a perfect scene. I have to talk about it now. Um, season 2, Episode 5, Marcus in Copenhagen, Will Poultry, the whole thing's happening, and he goes home, and he finds a guy trapped underneath a fence Yeah, that he speaks a different language then. Mm. And they have this hug at the end, like through this language barrier. They'd both been through this little thing together. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like, how do you write that? And then like, you write a scene for two actors to play and say like, hey, so there's no dialogue, but Mm. like, you got to do a thing and the music has to be just right and the shot has to be just right and the performance and like, dude, like, it's it's so hard to articulate like real life awkwardness like that you know like yeah. physical awkwardness of like oh this guy's trapped under him something like do i have the strength to like move this fencing you know like it's yeah. it's very and the uh, hug at the end like the hug yeah this show is operating at such a high level like crazy and it's it's funny man it, it's um it's in no way similar to succession other than it, it when people ask me like what's the best thing on tv or like what's really great right now like let's say you say succession or you say the bear mm-hmm. or you say atlanta and they go okay what's it about and it's like, I don't know, man. They all have it's a pretty the simple experience, man. But yeah, that's the <laughs> yeah. thing. You don't want to be that guy, but like they yeah. all have a pretty simple premise. Yeah. You know, a struggling restaurant that a brother, or a hotshot chef inherits because his brother dies, and you know what I mean. Like Succession. I don't know. A family of billionaires argue over who will succeed the family run bit. Like it doesn't yeah. sound that like. You know what I mean? The sell mm-hmm. for the show isn't great. It's like it's the execution. Um, and yeah, the bear is just executing at an extremely high level. I have one thing I want to make note of, a prediction for myself. Okay. Oh, and also the needle drops. You, you, you mentioned that last time. They have kept up. They are still fantastic. (laughs) Taylor Swift in the Forks episode got me. (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) And my, like, Olivia Coleman, like, I cannot believe the gets they are getting, dude. She is such a heavyweight, it's unreal. Like, every, Jamie Lee Curtis just won a fucking Oscar. Yeah. Like, so did Olivia Coleman. Like, mm-hmm. unbelievable. I cannot believe they got them both. Uh, and, and God, seeing John Barenthal be so good to know how his character ends. Mm. So tragic. I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, uh, like yeah, it's the favorite thing I've watched in, in a while, live action. Um, I had a, I had a little cry at the finale. Really? really? Yeah, totally stuck up. I didn't even, I didn't, like, it was just, just watching it, and I was just, you know, it was one of those things, like, not like I wasn't aware that it was, like, getting teary-eyed. Yeah. But, and it's like, are you good? And I'm like, yeah, like, it's just, <laughs> that was just, like, a really good scene, and it's, it's not, it was a scene between characters I never expected. I don't know what my emotions in my brain linked to, but it got me. They're you know, pulling, I, they're pulling I, something I'd, I'd out of you. They got something out of me, a scene that I never expected. If I really dug down, it probably makes sense. Of I course, probably, you know, if you know, uh, you know, armchair uh, 
armchair psychology for myself, but uh, you know, I'd love to talk with it. You know, you know, I can talk off mic about that when uh, whenever you're finished. But yeah. yeah. But sorry. So, what's your self prediction for the beginning of the season? I mean, okay, this is a bit of a reach, um, and like I'll make note of it. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just an offshoot theory because they keep going back to it, and it's possible that they keep going back to a lot of things in this show, and I'm only noticing this one thing. Mm. But they keep returning to a rotating subway shot. It's one of my favorite shots that they do in the show. Okay. Um, and it's it's Chicago, right? Yep. It's such beautiful cinematography of Chicago. The sky shots, the subway shots, the street shots. Like, this whole fucking show is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But there's one where they take the camera rig and they they tilt it as it's on the subway. And, they, and you're, like, watching... Oh, yes. I don't know. It's a gorgeous shot, and it just makes me think that someone's going to fucking jump in front of it, and it's freaking me out. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, I just... I, it would be a little probably too on the nose for another character to commit suicide, because that's how... Did, did John Barenthal's character die? Suicidal? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, watching Richie at that episode, at the, the Training Forks restaurant... Yes, yeah. And I was like, the whole time, and I'm saying it out loud, Sam's right beside me, I'm like, please don't fuck this up. Like, don't do your thing where you self-destruct, because I know he's, like, fighting his in, his nature in these moments. And, yeah, maybe in, in case something happens, don't comment, but, like... No, I, again, I don't, I don't want to comment, but I think Richie, by the end of the season, was my MVP. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's kind of a spoiler, but that's fine. Um, no, just like I think, just like the the performance, like you know, it was just kind of like unexpected, you know, because like he was so one note in season one, not one note, but like yeah. you could tell he was clearly caught up in something, and just you know by the end of season two, it's just like you look back on the whole experience of just like holy fuck, like whatever that guy was doing, like and you notice too, all of the all, a ton of people from the show are all getting cast in Hollywood stuff, <laughs> like yeah, no shit, dude. Uh, yeah, over like the span of like a two week period, it was really interesting to see. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, tragic character. Yeah. I mean, they're all fucking tragic. That's like the thing. I don't know, man. This show is good shit. Um, fucking absolutely loving it. Okay. God. Um, Hit me with that pilot. Now I'm curious, Mia. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you got it, dude. Call back. <laughs> got me, dude. Yo, have you heard of this small show, Bocce the Rock? Bocce the Whoa, Rock. Whoa, dude. You did not. <laughs> we did. We fired up the pilot, dude. Fired up uh, I feel infinitely better. <laughs> <laughs> You're my Buckleys, dude. <laughs> Let's go. So, um, I don't even know where to start. I can't remember why we turned it on. Oh, when we re- I had forgot that ZOM 100 was delayed. Sure. And we were yeah. in the mood for something like colorful. that. Yeah. Colorful. And um, I can't remember... Sam said, like, something slice of life. And I was like, you, like, you know I'm the wrong guy to ask. Yeah. But I was looking at Crunchyroll and I was like, uh, this is the only one I know. And I know Grant liked it. Mm. And I think Vivian too. Um, Grant loved it. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. Let's try it. And like, yeah, the pilot's pretty fucking strong. God. The soundtrack is uh, like dynamite. Absolute dynamite. Yeah. I haven't seen something that oddly grounded and oddly... Um, just in touch it's weird because yeah. usually anime isms like like anime have anime isms that are often um kind of detaching like they don't mm. you know what i mean like i think like the problem the strength and the weakness sometimes with the medium 
depending on what you watch. And, like, I watch fucking exclusively Shonen, right? So it's sure. a bit of a problem. Um, is that, like, they can feel so unrealistic that, like, you, you know, you just have a permanent suspension of belief when you watch them. So yeah. when, like, an anime tries to do something serious, you're like, you can't take it seriously. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I took it very seriously. I thought it was, like, very apt. Yeah. Well put. Great great animation. Good performances. Good story. Thing, we'll, we'll probably end up watching more at some point. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. So it's funny, too, because it, it almost seems um, illogical to call the show grounded, but it continues to stay very grounded. But again, they play with so many different types of animation and like visual cues and just like because the whole the whole thing's about social anxiety, right? Like that's very evident by the end of the first pilot. Yeah. Or by, by the end of the pilot, rather. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it gets weird, and it, but it, it doesn't get otherworldly, mm-hmm. you know? It's, it's, yeah, it's such a good show, and, yeah, the freaking D.O.P. is so good, too. Like, that song's a daily driver for me. <laughs> it's so good. That whole album, they did a whole album for, for the show, and, uh, it's, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's really, really good. I'm so glad. I'm so excited to hear yeah, that. Yeah, man. It's a really, really strong yeah. pilot. Um, you got something you want to mention? Yeah, dude. Um, so Leanne and I were just, you know, nose on 100, you know, caught up in Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm. We need something to watch in the night. Leanne is not feeling well. Uh, so there's this there's this new show anime on Netflix called My Happy Marriage. Mm. Uh, it's been hitting the rounds. I'm seeing a lot of hype on Reddit. Uh, you know, what we should have been seeing, like, you know, uh, Heavenly Delusion, like weekly threads, you know, we hear, we, you know, because it's in Disney jail. I keep seeing like the the discussion threads for this mm. and i was like leanna let's just like give it a go it looks beautiful it's the same studio that did uh made in abyss so i know okay visually it's did gonna you ever be watch that, by the way yeah i watched both seasons in the movie and again i'm i don't know if i'm better for it or worse okay. for it, but it was an experience it i would love to i i've tried it's hard there's a lot of ickiness to the show but it's the oh, storytelling is right is, is brilliant and they do really really cool things that's it's, it's not a main abyss pod so we'll, we'll come back to that maybe yeah, yeah, no day. but dave this show it's 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 some rom-com and by the end of the first episode so it's set in like a like early 1900s in japan so it's still like they haven't fully you know caught up to you know the, the modern day but uh you can see slowly some western stuff kind of being introduced and you know, there's still um uh arranged marriages that kind of thing this girl kind of gets sent away after the first episode, do you think it's just like a normal like rom-com of like, oh, like she's being sent away to this... We were thinking maybe it's like Beauty and the Beast, like he's just some mean man or whatever. Like, yeah. It's kind of like how he's marketed, she's being sent away and shipped away. You know, the stepmother hates her and the stepsister, you know, her half-sister hates her too. And, um, and then episode two, it's just like, boom, fantasy elements. Like, you know, it's it was like Jujutsu Gaisen. They're like, you know, like there's huh. these lines of... Um, you know, families who have like powers. It's similar with Naruto, actually. Like all the different families have their kind of power, and like you know, they uh, there's like bloodlines and like you know, breeding and like trying to get new powers, like high, stronger powers and whatnot. Dave, Leanne, and I like it was weird how we kind of came to the same realization. If you closed your eyes to like, if you weren't like looking at the show like for like what it is, it, or sorry, like it it reminds us so much of full metal alchemist it's unreal careful no okay but again careful boy it's different right like it's not like a shonen all that but like the way like the military officers have like their like there's like this you know royal you know uh supernatural 
powered group of military people who, who this guy is a part of and they had like similar outfits and like you know this guy is that power and that guy is this power yeah. you know and just kind of like the almost like the turn of the century kind of stuff you know where everyone's kind of like getting electricity and they're getting stuff from like western uh civilizations and the modernization of like this old world it was like very cool like it's, it has nothing to do with full metal at all yeah yeah but like visually looking at it ignoring all the story and what's taking place it's like you could just like see this taking place in like a different continent in that world like a hundred years later yeah. it would like really fit. it was like really cool like i said has nothing to do with that and i'm not like really pushing you to watch it like that but we uh there's six episodes out it's like a 12 episode run and we got to that sixth episode and we're like crushed that we couldn't just like finish it <laughs> it was it's a really really good really? it's probably the show we're looking forward to the most now it's so it's, random it's so you say, you say it's on netflix it's on netflix yeah my yeah. happy marriage yeah it's really, really, okay. really, yeah. Again, it's it's definitely something. It's like slice of life rom commy, and then again, like this fantasy supernatural elements kind of came out of nowhere, and we're like, what the fuck? Like this is kind of fits perfectly into this world. Like it would, it did not feel jammed in, but it's like they wanted to introduce that in the second episode. It's like they had other stuff to focus on. It's like yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. And it was so organic and naturally flowing from one episode to the other. It was kind of shocking. We're like, oh damn okay cool you know it's yeah it's it's a really 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 fun show okay uh, yeah. look, up, look up a trailer or something that's very curious yeah. just hover over it on yeah. uh, netflix it'll, it'll play you you know i'm sure yeah, that's yeah. what they do so but uh it's interesting fun. all right you want to wrap up on some brief uh, gaming content tell me about tears of the kingdom dave um so i'm like not far in i want to say five or six hours i'm basically off the starter island area mm. And I'm, like, jumping into the main stuff. Sure. So, I never finished Breath of the Wild. But, mm. like, I think probably because Sam, like, usurped it. But, um, <laughs> okay. but I think, in short, like, I recognized its brilliance. I love that game. It was really fun. Mm. Um, but, uh, so I was curious about Tears of the Kingdom. Like, how different is it? Um, like, I kind of had the itch to play Breath of the Wild, and like sure. wrap it up and i was like well nah, screw it like let's just mm. jump in and see what's changed so number one i think i'll just say that i like all the new mechanics it sure. is like a lot yes like it's a lot a lot um and like the onboarding period is like <laughs> hefty because like they have to teach you like eight new things like it's a, there's a whole new currency system and how you spend things mm. to buy other things it's a lot dude um but like i think despite it being a little not complex but like it's not simple no, you know what i mean definitely not. um i think they do a pretty good job introducing all the new elements um the same amazing gameplay like free roam style crafting combat travel like all that stuff is still good and that's great i i will say it it does almost feel like an expansion like it yeah, yeah. like it's kind of weird um because same character model design same art style same map yes i get that there's like new components to it i appreciate that same approach to like the plot like you just get four beacons that you just yeah like it's it's there's more that is the same than 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 there is different and i mean i guess if you talk about sequels like i guess that's how it goes but they don't all look and feel the same often you know what i mean like they often have completely new art styles 
Yes. Well, I think my biggest, not a gripe, but when I was, when I had played, and again, I, I did not play it for very long, you know, had moved on to other things, but, you know, it was, it was hard to get excited for, as I was exploring the map of like, oh, like I've been here. You know, like, I have seen this, you know, and, like, there has been some changes and all that, but I'm fighting the same enemies. and Yeah. You know, and, like, it's, you know, it's, it, if you, you know, the the things that I was drawn to is, like, the quality of life stuff that I, I didn't like about the first game. And I kind of just had this moment of, like, the only thing I'm enjoying is the quality of life stuff. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I do feel like I am playing that game again. So, you know, I, I got all the towers. I'll jump back into it one day. But it's, you know... It, Again, I think there's enough there to justify. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's a lot of game. And if, you know, like, kudos to Sam. Like, she, you know, clearly has played a lot of Breath yeah. of the Wild. And to jump into this and, like, you know, and to be able to enjoy it. Like, that's, you know, I, I, I admit. She's on, she's on a bit of a break now because she's fallen sure. down Harry Potter legacy. Sure, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I've got the Switch. But, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting, man. I, I Oh, last note. Like, I think I mentioned this to you. Um, when I played Breath of the Wild, I, w- I don't ever remember being like, cause again, I was, you know, I'm not much of a gamer to begin with. And it was like, mm. I was never out here angry that it lacked processing power. Like I remember <laughs> it was like, that was like a thing, yeah. right? When Breath yeah. of the Wild came out, like it only it, does 720 or whatever. Y- yeah. That, that's a, definitely the hardware limitation. Yeah. So like I, yeah, sure. I was like, oh, that's a bummer. Like, but like, I'm still going to play it. I don't care enough. I, I will say that was a long time ago and we're on the same hardware and now you can definitely feel it. Like, once you've played yeah. modern games and, like, you know, got this PC, not that we've played a lot with it, but, like, you definitely see a difference. You see the Switch drop a couple frames here and there sometimes. Like, I'm not doing much. And then, like, God forbid, like, you plug the Switch into your, you know, your 55-inch TV. Then you yeah. really see, like, the noise on the screen. Like, it's not nearly as as refined as you would hope like a modern day triple a title worth 90 bucks or whatever it is would be so again like that you know i'm still gonna play it but like i i did notice like huh this Mm. does feel almost dated right away which is kind of an odd feeling and which is like is again you know like not all games are equal and not all in-game engines are equal too right so it's you know you, you can it's you know it's not fair just to on the nintendo spectrum it is easier to compare like you know, if you look at um, one of the most recent Mario games, like the uh, uh, 3D World, like I know it's like a port, but like there has been some upgraded stuff. It was a Wii U game, but like you look at that, it's like stunning in the color usage, and even that new Kirby game that you know you guys had uh, had played, the one that I had lent you. You know, like the yeah. you can do a lot with the Switch still, and and I know the vastness of you know Tears of the Kingdom that's where a lot of that comes down to right like all oh, the yeah. generation and they you know they gotta you know just because you're here doesn't mean they're not generating something like you know two miles in game yeah. the other way right no like loading screens no loading screen you know so it is like there's stuff that you can kind of forgive it for but it's chunky it it, it struggles for yeah. sure you know that's why that's why i play in dock mode just for that little extra performance you know yeah set up on the monitor and you're good to go but, true uh, say yeah all right dude is that yeah. it for this week i think so god crazy yeah. Okay, we'll be back next week. Um, thank you for listening. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Music. You can rate the podcast. That would be greatly appreciated. Shouts out to the comic book shop on Bank Street. Thanks for your continued support. I feel like I'm missing something, Grant, but I don't know what, so I will just say say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.